It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Today's Locked On Reds, and in fact, every podcast episode for the month of May for the Locked On Reds podcast is brought to you by Built Bar. Reach for the best tasting protein bar that's actually tastes like a candy bar on the market today. Go to builtbar.com and in the checkout, enter promo code locked on. That's L O C K E D O N for $10 off your first order. You are locked on Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into your daily source for the Cincinnati Reds throughout the offseason. This is the Locked On Reds podcast, and I'm your host, Jeff Carr. And here we go. What's up, Reds fans? Welcome into the Locked On Reds podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today on today's show. We're going to talk about this health uh, list, book, novel, whatever it is that Major League Baseball has leaked to every sports media outlet over the weekend. And we're going to break that down because it's interesting. I I, I don't know. I've got a lot of thoughts on that. We're going to break down all that good stuff here. In just a moment, but before I do, make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast on whatever platform you're currently listening to. Also, follow me on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three F's and follow the show at Locked On Reds. Save the Locked On Reds line number into your phone at 513-549-0159. Also, check out the Facebook page at Locked On Reds. So, the document was released the associated press got their hands on it the athletic had a detailed bullet point list style story about it espn.com's jeff passan wrote a very enlightening and a very interesting he's been killing it by the way uh, i'm sure he listens to the podcast shout out to jeff passan he's absolutely been killing it writing about baseball during this pandemic and keeping us all abreast of what's going on and he had a really great story talking about what it might look like a day in the life of a major league baseball player should all of these things in this 67-page document come to light. 
there's quite a few of them. Quite a few interesting things, and somehow they created a 67-page document that doesn't really doesn't really answer a whole lot. Yeah, sure, it gives you some nice little details and stuff, but if you ever looked for the sort of example for not being able to see the forest for the trees, this is it. This is focusing on every single tree that is in front of you, and the big picture still remains amiss. Number one, it doesn't answer the question that everyone is wondering. What happens if a player tests positive? Now, it does say, well, now, if a player tests positive, we will do contact tracing and figure out who was in contact with them, who was in close proximity. We'll make sure everybody's healthy, self-isolate the player who tested positive, all of this good stuff. Do they continue playing? If Joey Votto tested positive for COVID-19, Sure sounds like the Reds are going to keep playing. Sure sounds like the plan, although it was not said, the plan will be to put a positive tested player on some sort of quarantine disabled list. And on CNN over the weekend, Rob Manfred said that they would uh, mandate a seven-day self-isolation which is half as much as what everyone else has been told ever since the pandemic became a real and present threat in our daily lives, is that, you know, if you tested positive, you were told to quarantine, self-quarantine for 14 days. Rob Manfred says, no, no, that's okay. We'll, We'll do seven days. We'll monitor if they've got any sort of symptoms, how they're feeling, different stuff like that. It even outlined if a player tests positive but is asymptomatic, they then must be tested positive or tested negative twice. So get two negative tests back, plus clearance from team medical personnel and all that good stuff before they can rejoin the team. But I'm telling you, the way that this sounds as of right now, they did not have any kind of contingency in there that would stop the season. That's what everybody's wondering. How volatile is this? Is this something that if a couple of players test positive, will they stop? How how are they going to handle that? The thing that's interesting, though, by what they're not saying and what they also said, they, uh, they mentioned in this 67-page uh, document that there will be 50 players on each roster, at least to start spring training. That is kind of the thought that there will be an overall 50-player roster with like a 20-player taxi squad since there will not be minor league baseball. They've not come out and said that, but I'm pretty sure everyone understands that by now. We're not getting minor league baseball back. Sorry, everyone in Dayton, Lexington, Indianapolis, all that good stuff, surrounding areas, Columbus. You're not getting your minor league baseball this year. And who knows what that looks like in the future, but that's a topic of future conversation. The The point here is they will expand rosters, so in case of injury, or in case of quarantine. As of right now, they're not making that public. And here's the other thing, the making, the pu- the making things public part. It's very interesting, because the document was received by media outlets over the weekend. By Major League Baseball. It is a 
document that outlined all of these points. They even had nice colorful graphs of how everyone is to stand in the dugout and how everyone's going to sit in the stands, which by the way, you said four seats apart and two rows in between you. They're going to be all over the ballpark then. I mean, <laughs> God forbid you got to call some guy that's sitting up in like the second deck and he's got to come in and relieve a guy in the next inning and he's going to be winded by the time he gets down there. But that being said, you've got all this stuff going on. So it's obviously from Major League Baseball. It's too detailed to be some anonymous source that somehow got their hands on it and is translating it. So it's from the horse's mouth. Why are the media outlets receiving this? But they didn't receive the other proposal. The other proposal was outlined by media outlets because it was leaked by people and reported by people and all this other stuff, and there, were, and there were bullet points to the effect, but there weren't full explanations. The Athletic had a point-by-point breakdown of everything that the league put in the 67-page document, talking about testing, what's going to happen, and something like Jeff Passan wrote, talking about the day in the life of an MLB player, uh, all that stuff is fascinating. I'm going to break that down here in just a minute. But my my question is this. Why was this released so detailed and the other was just reported? It's part of that fight. It, it's part of the gap, the gulf, really. It's not a gap. The gulf between the owners and the players. This is all part of this war where people, there are many fans who have seemed to side with the owners. And I have said that, I I mean, I support the players. We're hoping here later this week, going to have Sam LaCure on the podcast, give us some player perspective on this. But this is just another bit of ammunition fired by the owners in this. They realize what's going on. They realize it is theirs to upkeep. Their, their, their fortunes at stake. And they are good at protecting those fortunes. This is part of that. Make no mistake about that. Coming up here in just a minute, we're going to break down kind of what Jeff Passan wrote about a day in the life of an MLB player. Sponsoring today's Locked On Reds podcast and every Locked On Reds podcast for the month of May is Built Bar. Built Bar makes the absolute best tasting bar on the market. I swear, it really does taste like a candy bar. You're not going to think that, oh, hey, I'm eating some healthy protein bar or something like that. Like Here lately, my wife and I have been taking long walks through the neighborhood to try and stay active, to try and get out. And I get a little squeamish toward the end because, you know, I'm me and I like food. And when I get back, I reach for an orange chocolate cream and everything's all right because that is a beautifully tasting bar. You get all the orange, you get all the chocolate. And look, I know some people like to say, well, orange and chocolate, that's kind of a weird combination. It works. Trust me, you're going to love it. There's so many good flavors, though, on BuiltBar.com. You don't have to settle for orange chocolate cream. You got salted caramel chocolate. You go up into banana nut bread. It's a big, big, big tasting bar. Also, German chocolate cake. Can't go wrong with that one, my friends. Built Bar is amazing. And through today's introductory offer, you can go to BuiltBar.com and enter the promo code LOCKED. 
on at checkout and get $10 off your first order. Built Bar tastes great and it's healthy too. If you want to compare it to like, I don't know, Cliff Bar or something like that, it's got half the calories, seven times less the sugar, and seven times less the carbs does Built Bar and it still tastes just like a candy bar. So good, you're going to want to buy two. So go on to BuiltBar.com and enter the promo code LOCKEDON, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, at checkout to get $10 off your first order today. That's BuiltBar.com and promo code Locked On. Also sponsoring today's podcast is the audiobook edition of 24, Life Stories and Lessons from the Say Hey Kid. In this reflective and inspirational memoir, the legendary Willie Mays shares his inspiration and influences responsible for guiding him on and off the field. Widely regarded as the greatest all-around player in baseball history, though Reds fans might have some say in that, but still, he's one of the best there ever was in history. The beloved Willie Mays offers people of all ages his lifetime of experience meeting challenges with positivity, integrity, and triumph. This special audiobook production includes a foreword read by Bob Costas and a bonus conversation with Willie Mays and his co-author John Shea. Whether you're missing seeing your favorite players on the field this season or you're just looking for the perfect Father's Day gift, 24 is the inspiring story of one of sports fans' favorite living legends. Buy the audiobook edition of 24 now wherever audiobooks are sold. As I mentioned earlier on in the podcast, Jeff Passan has been knocking baseball coverage out of the park. Whether it be Korean baseball or Major League Baseball throughout this pandemic, because his writing is absolutely must-read right now. Go check it out on ESPN.com. But he has this awesome breakdown of what a day in the life of a baseball player under these new guidelines would look like should they be approved as is now there there was plenty of media outlets reporting that much of it is still up to up for debate and up for decision making because the union has to agree to all of it which uh, the safety procedures are paramount obviously you're you're not going to approve any deal to bring back baseball if the players union does not agree to the safety measures being put into place. But Jeff Passan has an awesome way of, and I'm I'll give you a quick synopsis of it. You can check it out on ESPN.com to get the full detail. But basically if you were a player, you wake up and you immediately take your temperature before you eat, before you exercise, before you do anything. Then you go to the stadium. Once you get to the stadium, you get your temperature taken again. And then if you pass both of those, then you can go on about your business, do your practicing, do your workouts, whatever that is. But then you got to stop by your locker room before you do all that. Your locker room has now been completely spread out, social distancing six feet between lockers, which probably means for just about every team in the league, they're going to have to build like a auxiliary locker room. Because what locker room can actually you know, accommodate social distancing. It wasn't built to accommodate that in the first place, so why would it work now? So yeah, you're going to have some interesting locker room setups there. That'll be a fun thing to talk about in, you know, years to come. And also, I forgot to mention too, if you're on the road, if you're preparing for an away game, 
you pretty much have one way of getting to the ballpark, and that's via team setup transportation. You're not allowed to take an Uber or a Lyft or anything like that. You've got to have your own personal transportation or your own team-approved transportation to get you there. By the way, there's no hanging out with your buddies before the game or after the game, so you can nix that. So then you do your workouts. Maybe it's on the field. Maybe it's on the iPad. Regardless, you're not going to be meeting in some sort of room with other people. That's just out the window. Then you do your batting practice. Your your BP pitcher has a mask on. Probably your BP catcher does as well. And then you get to the game. And this part just perplexes me. I don't know how... Uh, the game will look very strange. The game will look very... As if it's in, like, Blade Runner or something. We're going to be watching, we call it Blade Runner Baseball. Jeff Passan calls it a baseball dystopia. And there's no better two words to describe what the game would look like under these protocols. But imagine this. Shogo Akiyama, his first ever at-bat as a Cincinnati Red. He's leading off in the very first game at Great American Ballpark this year. He gets a single. Loops a liner into left field. Gets on first base. It's all fun and games. It's awesome. But there's not going to be anybody congratulate him. The, the first base coach can must you know adhere to social distancing, as must the first baseman of the opposing team. As between pitches, all fielders are encouraged to separate themselves from base runners. Now, I'm sure that, you know, there's a concession made for holding the runner on first and all that good stuff. But regardless, while the pitcher is getting the sign from the catcher, while we're getting a new ball, because by the way, we're going to get a new ball. If a player makes a hit, puts a ball in play, and it's touched by multiple players, then the ball is immediately discarded and the next pitch will be with a fresh baseball. I don't know what hit, what ball that is put in play is not touched by multiple players? I don't know. Maybe there's a case to be made, but I mean, if the pitcher pitches it and then a fielder picks it up, that's, that's two players. So yeah, okay. We're, we're using lots and lots of baseballs in each and every game, but regardless, Shogo is not allowed to talk to anybody because there's not going to be anybody close enough. There's no fraternizing during the game. But like I said before, there's no fraternizing before the game or after the game either. So, yeah, we're we're having lots of fun here in this uh, this the game, the kids game that people make millions of dollars off of playing. By the way, there's no fist bumps or no high fives or anything like that. And uh, hopefully, you're not somebody that likes chewing tobacco or uh, sunflower seeds, something like that. You're not allowed to spit. Except there are some designated areas. They didn't really say what those would be because in the outline it says no smokeless tobacco or sunflower seeds uh, may be consumed because there's no spitting in restricted areas. Not really sure what that means. I mean, that could be kind of a uh, um, a ruse. <laughs> really is like, you know, there there's that section where you can go smoke in Grand American Ballpark, but... I think they might have a TV there for you to watch the game. Other than that, you're going to miss everything about the game that you paid money to come see. So why on earth would you smoke in the first place? But I'm, that's neither here nor there. To hear with the players is, yeah, you don't get to do that either. 
I, I just wonder this the, this would be such a weird thing and I'm sure they're going to be negotiations and there's going to be changes made to what this is but I, I, I can't imagine what this would look like before seeing it because having watched Korean baseball doesn't look all that di- I mean it, it looks different from the aspect there's no fans in the stands but the way that the players react and all that stuff they're still you know when they hit a home run they still get to go into the dugout and high five each other and fist bump and all that good stuff even though they say they discourage that uh, I've seen plenty of players spitting even though that is said that it's prohibited and all that stuff so then that brings up the question is how will they enforce that will there be fines supposedly there is going to be very strict punishments if players get into fights so we won't have those epic uh, pictures of Yasiel Puig fighting the pirates or Amir Garrett charging the pirates dugout because who knows what the penalty is for that charging the entire team all at once, they might just suspend you altogether for the rest of the season because, well, you probably endangered them with COVID-19 or something like that. I don't know. There's lots and lots of uncertainty, and this has nothing to do with the money issue that we all know is probably going to cause a bigger fight than these safety measures. And the big picture still remains is what will baseball look like? I don't know. Maybe you've got a thought on that. Maybe you think that I'm over the moon on this and I just don't have a clue. Let me know. 513-549-0159 on the Locked On Reds line or on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three Fs and at Locked On Reds as well as Locked On Reds on Facebook too. I, I, I just I, I look at these protocols and these ideas that Major League Baseball has passed down and I I don't know. I'm confused, man, because I read that, and as a as a fan that doesn't understand the exact reaction that a player would have to reading that, I myself just reading that, it makes me wonder. It makes me think a thought that I don't like thinking, but it makes me wonder if we'll have baseball. Because again, that's that's really far to one side of the equation that just does not compute. In my mind, it does not equal baseball. But we'll see, though. We'll see how the union accepts this. That's going to be coming up this week. We'll see all the different kinds of reactions. Hopefully here later on this week, I will have a reaction from Sam LeCure as we talk to him about this. I did I just, you know, over the weekend I reached out to Ace of the Locked On Reds pitching staff, Bronson Royo, to see what he thought about all this. And I asked him poignantly, I said, what do you think about this proposal the owners sent to the players to get baseball back? Would you take a revenue split? And Bronson said, I definitely would not want to. It wouldn't be fair that they take all the gains off the top when the game is going good, but then want to split the crumbs when things are going bad. And that sums it up perfectly. I think I'm going to drop it on that. Thank you guys so much for listening to today's podcast. On tomorrow's podcast, Bryce Harper has an idea as to how to get baseball back. We're going to talk about that a little bit. I know he's not a Red. He's a Philly. And some of you probably hate the fact that I even mentioned his name on this podcast. I don't tend to mind him, but that's just me. But he's got some thoughts. I'm going to break those down. Also, we've got some Locked On Red Line stuff to get to. 
That's all tomorrow on the podcast. Later on this week, Stephen Offenbaker will join us. Doug Gray will join us. And like I mentioned as well, Sam LeCure, Mr. Mustache himself, will be on the podcast with me talking about all this good stuff. And I'm sure he'll be talking about this all week because we want baseball back, but we've got to understand what it is the process of getting it back because right now that process just seems so long down the road. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that all as we go through the week. But make sure that you don't miss any episode by subscribing on whatever podcasting app you're currently listening to. I already told you all the social stuff. I'm not going to go through all that again. But I will say this. Thank you very much for listening to the Lockdown Reds podcast. I have a lot of fun talking Reds with you guys as much as I possibly can. And gals, by the way, I always say you guys, that's just, that's by habit. I I hope no one, you know, thinks anything of that. That's just a habit of mine. But thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. Now tell your smart device to play the latest episode of Lockdown Major League Baseball. Thank you so much. And we'll talk to you tomorrow. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.